Hi folks, a shout out this week to Sharon Pask, who did a review of the Take On Board podcast. Thanks, Sharon. She says, gender pay gap episode, very informative session with Emma Ray. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sharon, for taking the time to do a review. We love to get reviews here. And thanks to Emma for doing that episode. Second announcement for this week. This week we're hearing from Kari Hatch. And listen right through to the end of the episode where she shares resources because not only does she share some resources in the episode itself, but sent me a voice memo afterwards with some additional ones. So there's some gold in there. Radio, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Take On Board podcast, where we talk all things boards and governance. I'm your host, Halia Svensson. Being on a board can be interesting, valuable and exciting, yet it can also be really lonely, challenging and hard. So here at Take On Board, we'll bring you weekly tips, tricks and advice to help you build your governance wisdom. We'll shine a light on how to navigate your way onto your first board or to build your board portfolio. We'll also help you to work through those challenges that keep you awake at night. Each week, I'll talk to women who have been there, done that, and together we'll discover what we need to take on board to be your best in the boardroom. Hello, fabulous people of the Take On Board community. Welcome to 2022. So there's three things I want to cover in this first episode of 2022. Firstly, my reflections and an update on my RSVP that I shared in the final episode of 2021. Secondly, I'd like to take you through some questions that were used at a recent conference I was at. They were used as icebreaker questions and they're great for a standard icebreaker, but they're also good for connecting to our place and our roots. So they double as a good way of making more meaning of an acknowledgement of country. You'll also get to learn a bit more about me as I answer them. Thirdly, as you know, I'm all about an engaged Take On Board community, so I'll share some opportunities for you to get more involved in the Take On Board community and podcast. Okay, let's get started with the RSVP update. So we finished 2021 with the RSVP episode, which is a process that I take you through to set some goals for the following year. You reflect on the year that's just been, identify your superpowers, ground in your values and then set your purpose for the following year. If you've already listened to that episode, you'll know that for me, my RSVP had three goals. Firstly, to continue to build this community of women who feel strong, supported and powerful. More than anything else, that is what gives me energy and pride. Secondly, I want to see new things like just anything new. And uh, thirdly, my goal was to do things well once. If you want all of the context, go back and listen to that episode and I'll make sure there's a link to that in the show notes. So during the break, I guess I reflected a bit more on my RSVP and I've added a bit more to my purpose or I guess to be more accurate, I've taken some things away. So one of my holiday reflections for 2022 was that essentially I need to do less, not more. Each year when I do this RSVP process, I also try to come up with some big words that I literally keep in front of me. 
these big words are written on a brightly coloured piece of paper and I have them either on my computer screen or just in front of me on my desk. Last year, my big words were conscious choices. That was the mantra that I used to guide my year. I wanted to be more conscious of what I said yes to and what I said no to. And I wanted to say no more often. And my big words, if you will, were literally kept in front of me on a daily basis. So for 2022, my big words that will be written on a big red circle of paper and live on my computer screen to keep in front of me. For 2022, less is more. A reminder to do less so I can do more of what I love. The other thing I tweaked during the break was after listening to a podcast about goal setting. Everybody's doing podcasts about it at this time of year. And the suggestion from the podcast that I listened to was that having seasons for goals can be helpful. That really resonated with me. That is, set a goal for now or for this season or for this couple of months rather than for the whole year or even forever. So for me, front of mind for this season is possibly not very sensibly, but anyway, I have signed up to do the Larapinta hike in the middle of 22. For those that are not in Australia, that's a hike in central Australia. For the one that I've signed up to is a small group hike and it's a six-day hike. Now, the organisation that I'm doing with, they grade their hikes medium, hard or epic. I didn't look at the gradings before I signed up. I just looked at, oh, the Super 6, the highlights of the Larapinta. That'll be the best thing to do. And then after signing up, looked back and, uh, yep, I've signed up for an epic hike. Now, in the past, I've done hikes that would be graded as epic. I've done Oxfam Trail Walker, which is 100 kilometres in 48 hours. I've done Kokoda. I've done the Sandakan Trek. But it's fair to say I haven't done anything epic in about 10 years and, well, the knees aren't quite what they used to be. So my seasonal goal for the start of 2022 is to train for Larapinta. Years ago when I did trail walker, which is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, I trained and I trained hard. Each week I spent hours on the treadmill, I'd go out for a big hike each Sunday. Each week I did longer and longer walks. So by the time the event came around, I knew I was ready, both physically and mentally strong. That's what I'm aiming to do in the first six months of this year. And you're all now my accountability buddies. So that means my RSVPs changed a little bit. Here's my new seasonal RSVP for me in 2022. Some of it's the same, some of it's a little different. My tweaked RSVP goals. Firstly, Continue to build the fabulous Take On Board community as a network of strong, supportive, encouraging, inspiring women who confidently step into their power. This, more than anything, gives me pride and a spring in my step. And now that I think of it, I might need that spring in my step whilst I'm doing Larapinta. Secondly, I want to do new things. And as part of this, I have a seasonal goal to train and prepare for Larapinta in the middle of 2022. If I do this, that is the training and preparation, and still for whatever reason can't do the hike, I'm still going to be really proud of myself. Thirdly, 
my big words for 2022 are less is more. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back each time I do less. One way I'm going to practice that is to do things once well. So take on board, peoples. I'm wondering if your RSVPs have changed after a bit of summer reflection. Let me know. In fact, I would love it if you could send me a voice memo with your RSVP and you might even end up on the next Take On Board episode. Okay, so that's that first part, that review of RSVP. Secondly, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, I was at an event recently and they used some really fabulous introductory questions that I'd like to share here. They're not only great icebreakers, but also help us to connect to land, which is valuable in acknowledging the traditional owners of the country of wherever you are. So, firstly, the questions. First question, where was your mum and dad born? Where are your ancestors from? Secondly, where were you born or where did you grow up? And do you have any siblings? Thirdly, Do you know the names of the traditional owners or first peoples of where you grew up? Fourthly, how many languages do you speak? Fifth, where do you feel your place or your home is? And then finally, if you're at a conference, what are you most looking forward to today? So I'm going to use these questions. I'm going to start using them this year in workshops that I facilitate. I will start using them in programs. So those that are coming along to Board Accelerator know that these will probably be our introductory questions in our first session. I might even use some now that I think of it in some of the introductions to the podcast. Maybe that's a useful way as well. And I just thought it might be useful to share them with you so when you are running meetings or workshops or whatever it may be, you might share some of them. And I'm I'm also going to run through them briefly so you hear my answers Some of you say you want to hear more about me sometimes in these podcasts, so here it is. You get to learn a little bit more about me as well. So firstly, where were my mum and dad born and where are my ancestors from? (laughs) That's quite a question, really, because all over the place. So my mother was born in Italy. My father was born here in Australia. But when you dig back further in our family, things get a bit more complex, So on my mother's side, my grandfather, her father was Hungarian and her mother was, well, what was then Russia, now Moldova. They were both studying in Milan in Italy when they met. They got married in Milan and that's where my mother was born. This was in the 30s and they were both Jewish and as the 30s wore on, they thought, well, this doesn't seem like a very good place for Jewish people to be. So they got out. They got themselves on a boat out of Italy that was bound for Cuba before Cuba stopped the boats. Yes, they did an old stop the boats thing in the late 30s as well. My grandparents and my mother got there. They stayed in Cuba for a couple of months and then somehow, I'm still not entirely sure how to be honest, they got themselves up to Canada and then from Canada got themselves on another boat over here to Australia. And my mother's younger brother and sister were born here in Australia. Kind of blows my mind, that whole journey. My mother would have only been probably four or five years old when all of that happened. And, you know, the thought of getting yourself halfway around the world with a young child on a very long journey that you don't know where it's going to finish is 
something that totally blows my mind. So that's where the grandparents are from, the great-grandparents on that side. So my grandfather's parents, you know, they, inverted commas, disappeared. That is, they were killed in one of the Jewish camps. And of his siblings, one of his brothers remained in Budapest in Hungary and survived the war. One of his sisters ended up in Italy, another sister ended up in Peru and a brother ended up in Canada. So they were all spread to the four winds. So yeah, there's a fair bit to the ancestry on that side of the family. On my father's side of the family, as I say, he was born in here in Australia, but as you might gather from my name, Svensson is a Danish name. So my great-grandfather on that side, Sven Svensson, he, as legend has it, a jumped ship from the Danish Merchant Navy whilst in Fremantle sometime around the turn of the century and uh, that's how the Svensson side of the family came to Australia. I'm not entirely sure when or how Sven got himself across to Melbourne but he did at some stage and that's where... He must have married somebody here who then had my father's father, Frederick Svensson, who's my grandfather, and then my father and then me. But good old Sven Svensson from Aalborg in Denmark that I got to visit a couple of years ago, which I was great to do. Second question. You might note from this so far that these questions go quite deep. So doing them as introductions means you might want to encourage people to do a quick layer and then maybe a deeper layer. Second question, where were you born, where did you grow up and do you have any siblings? So I was born in Melbourne in the city in the Jesse McPherson Hospital uh, but at the time my parents lived in Coburg. However, I grew up in Diamond Creek. I'll come back to them just in a moment just to briefly say I have two siblings, two older siblings, Ingrid and Kirsten and yeah, the three of us grew up in Diamond Creek in a couple of different houses there but the one that we grew up in the most was this beautiful mud brick house on a kind of bush block and there was no fences, there was nothing too far around us. There was some kind of old disused gold mines and many adventures had for little siblings growing up around that area. So, yeah, I grew up in Diamond Creek. Third question, do you know the names of the traditional owners or first peoples where you grew up? You know, when I first got this question, I didn't, but I've looked it up. So I now know that Diamond Creek is in what's known now as the Shire of Nilimbik. The traditional owners or the first peoples there are the Wurundjeri Willem clan of the Woiwurrung speaking people. The Woiwurrung people belonged to the confederacy known as the Kulin who inhabited various areas around Melbourne and indeed where I am now in Thornbury is still on Kulin Nation land. So Nilimbik is located within the clan boundary of Wurundjeri Willem, which means white gum tree dwellers. Wurundjeri is the clan name. Willem refers to a subsection of the clan associated with a specific land area recorded as Yarra and Plenty. The Wurundjeri people called the region Nilimbik, which means shallow earth. And that's a name that was used by the Europeans later who settled there. The fourth question, how many languages do you speak? Well, <clears throat> shamefully... I guess in some ways I only speak English. I speak a tiny, tiny... No, I can't even say I speak a tiny smattering of Italian. I know some words and I know some words in Spanish. Um, but, you know, being able to say two beers, thanks, and thank you in a number of languages does not rate as speaking other languages. So how many languages do you speak? One. 
Fifth question, where do you feel your place or home is? I feel like my home, my place is probably Diamond Creek where I grew up. I still have that sentimental kind of attachment to Diamond Creek and I often think about that beautiful block that we lived on and the trees and the just the greenery and the beautiful adventures and I often think if there was a particular spot there near one of the disused gold mines that I used to sit and contemplate life with my dog Toby and I really feel like that's probably my place. Having said that in terms of home, I feel like that is now the home that I'm currently in, in downtown Thornbury. We moved here about four or five years ago and it definitely feels like home here. So there you have it, five questions that you might like to use when you're opening meetings or even one person each. If you've got a team, you might go around one person in one team meeting, then somebody else in the next team meeting, or you might use one question at each meeting or even a board meetings. Great way to learn more about each other, great way to build trust, great way to build that psychological safety in the boardroom. So just let me run through them again. Firstly, where were your mum and dad born and where are your ancestors from? Secondly, where were you born or where did you grow up and do you have any siblings? Thirdly, do you know the names of traditional owners or the first peoples where you grew up? Fourthly, how many languages do you speak? Fifthly, where do you feel your place or home is? There are a great set of questions for learning more about each other and they seem quite simple but they go quite deep. Oh, okay. Now, third thing I wanted to do today as we open Take On Board for 2022. Now, as you know, one of my goals is to continue to build the fabulous Take On Board community as a network of strong, supportive, encouraging, inspiring women who confidently step into their power. So what I want to do in this last part of the podcast is to give you some opportunities to get more actively involved in the Take On Board community. So, four opportunities here. Firstly, you might know that I do strategy sessions with clients. And in these sessions, we might nut through a challenge that they're experiencing in the boardroom. Or we might work on a strategy for building their board portfolio. We might do some network mapping. We could develop their pitch for a board role. We could do a practice interview, develop their resume, whatever it might be. These sessions are paid sessions that I do with clients. But how would you like to do one of these with me for free? And at the same time, be part of building the learning of the Take On Board community. If that's something that sounds of interest to you, how about being a guest on the Take On Board podcast, but not to do an interview, this time to do an on-air strategy session. So you might have something that you want to work through And you get to have that time with me. We'll work it through, but we'll record it. And then we share it with the Take On Board community afterwards. I've done a couple of these sessions already on the Take On Board podcast. And people tell me all the time that they're the sessions that they go back to because they learn so much from hearing about others. Now, of course, you might have a challenge that you can't necessarily share publicly, but there might be some parts of it that you can. Or it might be about building your board portfolio, in which case... There might be no problem and in fact, you'll get to advertise yourself. (laughs) So it might be useful for you. If that's something of interest to you, I'm taking applications during January and there's a link in the show notes to apply. The second way 
to get a free strategy session and to help build the Take On Board podcast. So to do this, I invite you to share the Take On Board podcast with someone you know. Now, you've probably heard me say this at the end of each podcast, but this one's a little bit more targeted. So I want you to email somebody or text somebody or Facebook message them or WhatsApp or whatever, but I want you to share the link to the podcast. And once you do that, screenshot the message. Feel free to blank out any information you like, but screenshot it and send it to me. And when you do that, you're going to go in the draw to win a strategy session. What's more, if your friend then subscribes and they let you know, let me know and both of you will go in the draw again. So you can end up with multiple entries into this. So sometime in February, end of January, early February, I'm going to draw the name out of a hat. And if it's you or your friend, you get a free strategy session with me. Oh, okay. Third opportunity. If you'd like to meet others in the Take On Board community, then come along to one of our events. This is the way to actually meet people. So our first event is coming up in March and it features the fabulous Mariana O'Gorman. She is a non-executive director of Stanwell Corporation, the second largest energy generator in Australia and a board member for the McKell Institute. Mariana also served as an associate director for the Clean Energy Finance Corporation. She is going to take us through climate governance. We'll talk about the carbon budget and how much we have left. We'll talk about some small and big steps you can make in the boardroom to address climate change risk and governance, including setting emission reduction targets and providing transparent carbon disclosures. She'll talk about director's duties in relation to climate change. And she'll also address the two national policy proposals being taken to the next federal election by the major parties and what impact each may have. So it's an event not to be missed as climate governance is fast becoming a must-have skill in the boardroom. Now, as those that have come before know, you'll not only get a chance to hear some of this, but you'll get a chance to ask questions. So come along. It's on in March. Super early bird prices close in February, but don't wait too long because these events often book out. Okay, last but not least, my final suggestion to get more involved in the Take On Board community is to join our flagship program, Board Accelerator. This is where you get to join a group of nine other women, all of whom are board members, and we come together once a month to discuss issues and challenges. You'll share your experiences, resources and insights. Basically, it's your very own Take On Board Brains Trust. You'll also get to come to the exclusive alumni dinner, hopefully to be held in March or April 2022 and join the other 150 or so women of the Take On Board alumni. Now, the 2022 Board Accelerator program is already 90% sold out. There's literally only five spots left. So even though early bird prices close on the 21st of January, I really don't think they're going to last that long. So details are in the show notes about how to register or get in touch for more information as I would love to welcome you to the group. So if that isn't enough to inspire you, here's some comments from the 2020 group. They prepared this video for me as a surprise in our last session and I just can't resist sharing it here. Hi, I'm Fiona Herman. I sit on the board of directors with Common Equity Housing Limited. 
Hi, I'm Marina. I'm a board member of Environment Victoria. Hi, my name is Julia, Julia Reynolds. I sit at the um, Australian Institute of Mind Surveys. Hello, my name is Carol Alt. I'm a non-exec director at Wimmera Healthcare Group and also Women in Film and Television. Hi, my name is Molly. I'm a non-exec director at YWCA Australia and uh, the youth rep at the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. I'm uh, Dominique Hess. I'm a non-exec director at Greenfleet and a trustee at Trust for Nature in Victoria. Hi, I'm Sheena and I... Um, I'm a Yoru Yoru woman and participant in this year's program. My name's Anna Pullinger. I am an ex-director of a small charity. I'm Stacey Gardner and I'm currently a member of two boards within industry, not-for-profits. Hi, I'm Jerry Mitra. Uh, I'm on the Committee of Management for the Don Dunstan Foundation in South Australia. If I would describe um, the Board Accelerator program in one word, it would be connected. Brilliant and thought-provoking. Community. Mind-expanding. Effective, responsive, empowering and supportive. Mind-blowing. Collective wisdom. Collaboration. Impactful, real. Stimulating, thought-provoking and truly engaging. The most important thing about the program for me has been the network and the shared experience and the confidence that I've gained. An improved understanding of how to navigate boardrooms. And lots of tips and tricks and advice from fellow board directors. So it's really expanded my thinking and how I consider things. Support one another to, to grow um, as directors and critical thinkers. There's, there's a great community of women out there that you could liaise with and learn from. More connected in my own committee of management because it made me sort of stop and think about how to take the time to better connect and understand those different perspectives and points of view. The most important thing I've learned is the power of different perspectives. This program meant that I had the confidence to speak up, use my voice uh, and drive a change agenda in the boardroom. It has established my conversation at a higher level. Everybody in the in the program was very, very helpful sharing their knowledge. They've grown my confidence. She's able to facilitate over Zoom so well with her years of experience. We were in lockdown and it was lovely to have this monthly catch-up with like-minded people. It was really easy to attend from your own lounge room. They're really stimulating, they're spaced really well. Because I'm actually interstate, I wouldn't have been able to join the group without Zoom anyway. I've, I've met only one other participant in person and I feel like I know everybody and have met them um, multiple times. I uh, would recommend it to any woman who wants to find her voice, make impact, change the community. It's a wonderful way to learn more about governance. Being on a board um, can be a really lonely experience, particularly as a woman. I often feel like the boys have their boys club and there isn't really a girls club where we can hang out and just kind of support each other with our combined experiences. And I, I felt that this provided a sense of what that could look like. Thank you, Helia, for this wonderful program. If you are keen to be the best director that you can be in the boardroom, Helia is a fantastic connector, mentor and coach, and I can't recommend her highly enough. And Helia, I think you are a very, very skilled uh, mentor, coach and a, and a lovely person as well. <laughs> If you want to see the video rather than just listen to it, there's also a link to that in the show notes. Oh, so there we are. Welcome to 2022. I hope you've enjoyed my reflections on my revamped RSVP. I hope you enjoyed the questions that you can use in your own meetings and learning a bit more about me and my background. 
And I also hope you've enjoyed hearing some of the opportunities and indeed I hope you take up some of the opportunities to get more involved in the Take On Board community. We're going to have a great year here at Take On Board. So thank you so much for being part of it. Here's to a fabulous 2022. Hi there, it's Helia. That's a wrap for the Take On Board podcast today. I do this podcast because I love bringing good women together. So it's great to be able to share these conversations that I'm having with these amazing group of women with you. Now, can I ask a favour? Could you share this podcast with someone you know? Perhaps you can share it with some of your board colleagues or someone else that you know that's interested in exploring all things boards and governance. With your help, we can grow the Take On Board community. Last but not least, if you want to continue the conversation, you can also join us over in the Take On Board Facebook group where there's lots of great discussions, tips, tricks and resources being shared. I would love it if you can join in the conversation there. You can find it by searching Take On Board in Facebook. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another fabulous conversation.